everybody happy thursday welcome to change your lives hosted by yours truly deontay burton we got an awesome show planned for you guys tonight and i think it's uh, very important we have this show before the end of the year because this show comes a subject matter that i think uh, is very needed especially with men young men and also you know especially me being Af- uh i think a african-american mentor to young black men mm-hmm. and this is something i think a lot of young black men struggle with from an issue standpoint and that's personal accountability it's not right. sure we're talking about do you have does anyone have personal accountability? And I right. think it's very uh, a subject matter that a lot of times we don't really go over and everything like that because a lot of, uh, many times, for whatever reason, people let, you know, peers, family members, and their children yeah. uh, get away with a lot of things because they don't, you know, probably want to hold uh, themselves, the kids, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. accountable. accountable. So, again, we're going to have, tonight's show we're talking about, does anyone uh, have personal accountability? Right. Um Again, tonight, uh, the show is uh, Change the Live, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Uh, if you want to call in there to the conversation, the call-in number is 678-740-9894. Again, the call-in number is 678-740-9894. Before we get started, I want to introduce my awesome uh, producer, DJ Lab. What's going on, brother? Another Thursday. Fantastic. Best day of the week, Best my brother. Best day of the week, yes, from sir. what I heard. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah. How was your weekend? How was your week? Everything been cool so far, man. Right. Right. Everything been cool so far. I'll share with everybody. I had my first colonoscopy, you know. <laughs> That's right. We all need to Yes, sir. And I share that with people because I will say I was very nervous before I did it. Uh-huh. But I, uh, uh, to, to, to anybody that's over the age of 45, you know, they have the new, I think the new measures came back. It used to be 50. Mm-hmm. But uh, I share that with anybody to say that, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Because I was very nervous prior to doing it because I do have a... a, a Family history mm-hmm. of colon cancer and everything like that. So it was just regular, just part of the physical follow-ups and everything. But everything came back good to go. So I would challenge anybody, you know, if, if you are in old age brackets, you know, to go ahead and do it. So, uh, me? Cause yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about getting it done, but I got it scheduled. You know? Getting it scheduled. But, yeah, that's something we definitely need to get. Uh, as part of our personal accountability, we need definitely need to get that taken care of uh, before it's too late. And. I'm one of the main ones who've been scared to do it, man. I'm scared to go. On, I'm scared to do the whole uh, anesthesia part. Let me tell you something. That was probably my, lab from the moment. I, <laughs> lab, I'm talking about sat down, poked me this, that, and that in my arm, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm uh, ten seconds. I was asleep. Ten seconds you were asleep, and I woke up next thing. I'm waking up. Hey, man, everything's good to go. Oh, really? Laps smooth. Smooth. Okay. Smooth. Okay. Smooth, my brother. And I wouldn't even, you know, folks like lethargic. Sleeping, all that stuff like uh-huh. that didn't happen. Now, everybody have different experiences. Right, right. But Poochie didn't have a bad experience. So, but, I, like I said, I just wanted to just share that with people because um, uh, a lot of us, uh, uh, especially as, as brothers, you know, we don't stay on top of a lot of things. But I just want to share that with everybody. We're doing it. So, definitely make sure you do your annual physicals, colonoscopies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not old enough to do the, um, uh, what's the prostate yet mm-hmm. uh, and everything like that. But, you know, just really just staying up and up with everything, mm-hmm. right? So, Definitely guys want to do it. So, also say what's up to Mother Producer Slick 316. What's up, Reek? Always in the building. And uh, also, we got a special guest in the studio tonight. Got my baby boy, Mr. <laughs> William Burton. Will be up in it here tonight. Will be. What's up, Will? <laughs> what's up, Will? What's up, Will? What's going on? That's right. Will's going to add to the conversation. You know, this is his first time going live with me. First, but definitely won't be the last. But we, uh, I thought it would be pretty insightful to have William part of the show tonight to add to the conversation in regards we talk about 
personal accountability because William's a young man, a young black man, but also my son. So uh, I know I talk a lot about different things that I may say dealing with mentoring other people, even my children. So, you know, get his perspective in regards to how you feel about certain things because um, at one point I was 13, like me and me and I, both of us was 13 years old at one time, and we didn't see the world the same way that we do now. Mm-hmm. And so when we were probably getting called on tasks about certain things and being accountable about certain tasks, uh, we didn't look at it the same way. So that's why, you know, I thought it was pretty good to have Will be in the studio tonight to add to the conversation. Again, we're talking about does anyone have personal accountability? Mm-hmm. The call in number is 678-740-9894. Again, the call in number is 678-740-9894. You guys know in Change of Lives, we talk about motivation, personal development, professional development, being a parent, all kind of motivation stuff. Um, right now, we're streaming live on Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. The main hub is the Changing Lives YouTube channel where we have over 800 videos covering those particular subject matters. So definitely, uh, whatever platform you're looking at, definitely go to the YouTube channel, Changing Lives, hosted by your truly Deontay Burton. You see the blue man icon. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the channel just in case you have to leave uh, in the middle of the show or anything. But definitely call in if you have anything that you want to add to the conversation tonight. And again, we're talking about, does anyone have personal accountability? Um... Personal accountability is a crucial aspect of individual development and overall well-being. It refers to the recognition of one's responsibilities and the willingness to take ownership of one's actions, decisions, and their consequences. The importance of personal accountability can be observed in various aspects. And I want to talk about that. Uh, some of the key things I want to discuss tonight being self-development, uh, interpersonal relationships, professional success, adaptability, resilience, uh, and uh, uh, health and well-being. Uh, these are a lot of things I think people miss out from a personal standpoint but I definitely want to go over this subject matter tonight because I think this is really really something that we need to touch on mm-hmm. before years in right. okay so lad when you hear the term personal accountability what comes to mind with you um taking responsibilities for your uh words actions and um um Many words and actions, really, because actions encompass everything. Yeah. So your words, actions, um, pretty much. You just you? take responsibility, bad or good. Yeah. Yo, we already talked about consequences. Right. Right. Ain't necessarily gotta be bad. Consequences, good or bad, just really the you know the result of the action you took. Mm-hmm. You know. What about you, brother? We hear about personal accountability. What what comes to mind? It's not a right or wrong. But what do you feel about when you hear the term personal accountability? What comes to mind if I say? Son, you got to be accountable for this. What comes to mind when you hear that? Um, um, I think when people say that, I think they just mean that they, they, I think they, like when they say that, I think they're telling you to be more honest about when something happens. Honestly. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Cool, cool. Good answer. Good answer. When I hear the whole thing about personal accountability, I use the term, you know, I, you know, I stress a lot of times, just owning it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you did it, just going to own it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like anybody else, I don't like being wrong. Mm-hmm. And that could be just something I said, something I done or whatever. But I'm real big on just, hey, just own it. So do you think accountability and responsibility are the same or they're two different things? Two different things. Responsibility means you can actually do something. Okay. You're in charge, you just, you're able to do it. Accountability be able to suffer the consequences if something go wrong with something you're responsible for. Okay, so I, I'm going to change mine. Yeah. Mine is to be, uh, because I thought they were kind of two in the same, I didn't really think about it that hard. Accountability of being responsible for 
being responsible for your words and actions. So I'm put responsibility for those. You, you know, I say all the time, like, but everybody wants responsibility. Nobody wants accountability. Right, right, right. We right. want to be able to do what we want to do. Right. But we don't want to be able to, you know, take what come along if things don't work out. Exactly. Right. So those one of the things, you know, I think a lot of stuff, um, uh, my high school coaches, and I'm going to share some stories even, uh, especially in the military, Mm-hmm. Everything so much stuff rooted in accountability. Right. So I'm a, I'm a stickler with that. Sometimes I probably overdo it, you know. And William probably can attest to some of the stuff. You know, probably Dad get on his nerves. <laughs> he, he's told me several times. Right. Those are the terms I'm getting. Yeah, I'm saying get on nerve. What do you What do you say? I always do what? No, just say you don't say I get on your nerve. What's the, What's the term you use all the time? I'm a I'm a I'm annoying. Annoying. That's what he says. What he shouting? You're annoying, Dad. That's what he always tell me. I'm annoying. Is it because he says the same thing over and over and you already understand what he means? Yeah, most times. Like he said, you know, Will, did you do this? And you like, yeah, Dad, I did it. And then he come back and say, Dad, Will, did you do this? And he's like, yes, Dad, I did that already. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you think a lot of times that he may say that because he doesn't trust you or he doesn't know he doesn't know if you've really done it or not by the, by the tone of your action by the tone of your uh, answer I think it's both oh okay yeah I what, think it's an why do you think it's both go on speak talk, into the mic talk, talk to him talk to talk sit up talk don't even worry about the camera just talk to me I don't know <laughs> I really don't know I just think from experiences mm-hmm. It's been kind of like a mixture of both. Oh, okay. So yeah. is it experiences because there's been times he's asked you and you hasn't, you haven't done it, and you say you have, or is it because he just don't trust you to get it done on his time frame? Yeah, on his time frame. Okay, yeah. you're gonna do it, but you might be, you know, skipping along at instead of running. Yeah, he tells me I'm always slow with stuff. Well, that's most with my mom, but uh-huh. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I can't do nothing but respect it. All right. You know, one of the biggest things I think that, you know, I have a, a fam, uh, somebody close to me that's, you know, they, they right now they uh incarcerated. Uh-huh. And I got a phone call recently, and I was just getting a call, going through mail. Poochie, poochie, poochie. This probation officer, this, F this, mother, this, that, and that. Right. talking about them. And they were just going on this rant. And I'm listening. They're in jail. You know, and they were just saying how the probation officer didn't do this. They were hating on them. And that's this, that, and they were talking. And I just say for a moment, hey, listen, I listen to you talk about two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. I've heard you talk about they, 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 she, she, she just or whatever. I ain't heard you say one time, I. Right. Have you ever thought about when you out here free and clear, just doing the right thing so you don't be in these situations? Right. And it's like the, they didn't even want to engage in that thought process. They didn't want to have that conversation. Exactly. Okay. And a lot of times it's easy for people to put things off of themselves and put it on other people because they don't want to be accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. That's why I say a lot of times when I talk to people, uh, and I love being a coach, because I always tell people all the time, man, get your pronouns together. Mm-hmm. He, she, they, them. Mm-hmm. Now, when is it going to be I? Right. <laughs> right. Because you see, Lab, I can't control what Lab does. I can't control what William does. I can only control right. what I do. Right. right. And so those kind of things, I think that the earlier you can instill that in people, the better off they can be, mm-hmm. especially young men. Especially young men. Everybody needs to have a dose of accountability. Mm-hmm. But when we start looking at just being realistic from a leadership standpoint, from a community, you need to have your men leading. And right. if your men are always deflecting, 
Mm-hmm. We didn't have this. I didn't have this. Society, uh, product of my environment. It's always something so, else. A product of my environment. Yeah. I hate that time. I hate that term. I'm sorry. I mean, I hate it with a passion. I hate it with a passion. And I'm gonna tell you why I hate the term. Uh, a product of my environment. But first, uh, Lerone McGee says this is a great topic for the show. We need to talk about this in the, in our black in our black neighborhoods, cause and effect of our actions. <clears throat> he said that's what he thinks of accountability. Oh, uh, my thing is, I say I hate the word product of my environment because I was in an environment that I could have been a product of, mm-hmm. but I chose to do better and I chose to do differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that. Everybody will have that. You know, everybody will do that. But I think that if you are a product of your environment, you chose to let the environment be in you and not you being the environment. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? That's a choice, well, I think, a lot of times. Well, 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 see, here's the thing about it, though, Lab, at the end of the day. It's easy to say that because, again, that's just to get things off for you. But uh-huh. on, on the flip side of it is, it amazes me sometimes because, you know, some people just not going to be able to. To just society, right? It only got nothing to do with you know something chemical that might be off, right? right. But when I was sitting, there, it's funny you had this uh, conversation. I was listening to uh, 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 well, a couple weeks ago when we talked about uh, what was the, the rapper mm. D, D whatever, uh, the light skin guy the dreads. But they was talking about he was criticizing Rick Ross and me, me all them about okay. the lyrics and stuff. Uh-huh. And then I, they was on a one oh seven on a Beehive show. Okay. And Turk asked the guy, he said, don't you think sometimes product of the environment? And the guy, uh, I hate forgetting the messing brother's name up, but the guy D said that, uh, he said, Turk asked him, was, do you think they might be products of the environment? He was talking about Rick Ross. He said, man, that's a 47-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And see, here's the thing about it, though, Lab. There's no doubt in my mind that these same, you say these same men go, these people be products of the environment. It's amazing how when they get in jail, or even those artists may be getting into an executive office, mm-hmm. all that shit out the window. Right. It's good behavior. Right. Right? All right. That, you don't have to tell them what to say. Hell, it might be some yes sir, no sir stuff. Right? right? It's amazing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. You pull these poor folks over. Yes sir, no sir. Uh-huh. Why this, that, and then Everybody sit being sensible want to have a, convers- a conversation. conversation. Right. So where did shit come from? And you know Rick Ross is a product of his, I'm, I'm quite sure they want to say he's a product of his environment, but at the same time, when he bought Wingstop, he wasn't being a, he wasn't a product of his environment? Yeah, now, now again, that man didn't say that. Okay. He didn't say that. Okay. He didn't, he didn't uh, Rick Ross didn't say that, uh, he, this is what was, was added, just somebody else saying it. Okay. But, 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 but example, still the example, okay. would be because that, 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 that was, uh, being, uh, 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 uh portrayed with that, mm-hmm. that these guys may be saying, you know, products of the environment. But that's the thing about it. We got to get out of that shit. Well, at what point do we stop becoming a product of environment and just take, like you say, accountability for our actions? Well, well, well see, that's the thing where I want to have that, convers- have that conversation tonight because far too often we want to have certain kind of results, but we don't want to see and go through the uncomfortable stuff to make certain things happen. Mm-hmm. And what I would always, I always go back to when I was coaching football and kids would make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hey, son, you know what you did? And they were like, well, coach, you know, I didn't miss this. I didn't miss this block, and I, I ran the right way. And I always started out with, listen, going back to my my, my main statement, which I talk about accountability. Son, you got to own it. Mm-hmm. Until you own it, say, Coach, I messed up. Right. We can't fix it. Right. See, like, I can sit here and say all the time, me and William get into it all the time. And, right. I, and I'm not tripping on William. It's the same thing with his other three brothers. We're talking, son, did you do this, that, and that? And I always say the same thing. William can add to it. I always, William, you got to admit to it. Mm-hmm. Until you admit to it, and tell that kid the coach, I, we can't fix it. Right. Because you might have made a mistake because you didn't know. 
Mm. You might have made a mistake because I didn't explain what I wanted the right way. Right. right. But we got to admit what happened, happened. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, we can move on. And people, for whatever reason, don't want to look bad in their mind. They don't want to be wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it may not necessarily, like I say, it may not necessarily be that you're wrong. We know an error happened. Mm -hmm. Could be from your, uh, you caused it, uh, information, whatever. But nobody want to sit here and go through that. Right. Once you can just be honest with that, then you can do the corrective measure with doing certain things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the toughest part of it when you got to own it. When you when you got to own it, and, and, and especially when you know that you got to own certain things, your mm -hmm. movements change mm -hmm. because you don't want to be in a situation where you might feel embarrassed. You got to explain right. yourself, do that. Because you know, man, it's gonna come back on me. Mm -hmm. As a father, and I, I damn sure ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But I know that a lot of my actions affect other people outside of me. Right, right, right. I can't do certain things. Right. And I, 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 I feel like I can honestly say, you tell me if I'm wrong. I ain't really did nothing to embarrass my kids in right, public. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm very mindful of that. I can go do some things. I'd embarrass you and put the hell you thinking about. <laughs> Why you, you thinking? Know? Say hey, yeah. your grandma has hey your mom. Hey, mom, what's going on? But I'm very mindful of, you know, when I do certain things that my my actions affect other people. Right. And mm -hmm. um, that's just a me thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when people sit there and start looking at that your, your actions can affect your family, uh, your employment, your reputation, uh -huh. all kind of stuff like that. I think people may move differently. I'm human. Right. I get mad just like the next person. Right. I got a damn temple, and I know what triggers me and whatever. Sometimes you have to move out and you know back up. Especially we we talked about that a lot of times. We got things to lose. You gotta you gotta think sometimes. You yeah. know uh, 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 about certain things. I'm in different organizations. Uh, I was at a high school. I can talk about it now. Over a month ago, a kid started acting. You know, saying some choice words to me. He wasn't even in the group I was mentoring. He was in, oh, okay. Yeah, he was, in, he was just coming out, trying to fight one other kid. I tried to talk to him. One of the educators there, he come twisting down the hall. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? to the students. Uh. I'm like, look, man. And I'm about to lose. Right, right. Not because, I mean, I had no problem where the man was acting. I right. had a problem because he didn't say that to the kid. Okay, he came straight he to you. He said something to me. Uh-huh. I understand that I'm a visitor in school. Uh-huh. You know, they got to protect. I get, I, I get that part. Mm -hmm. But he never said that to their kid. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about it. And that's the reason why I say this is because when you want people to be mentors and come talk to people, people can't help you the way you want them to help you. Mm -hmm. The way that someone has to help you is just maybe that way. Uh -huh. You can't dictate how somebody's going to do it. Right. You can't you know, say, help me up to this line. Yeah, help you up to that line. Because right. what... You know, we sit here and talk, me and, me and, me and Will to talk sometimes. He said, Daddy, but you, the way you, Daddy, you said it this way. You didn't have to, you didn't. Now, my message is my message. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you ever talk to people like, yeah. and folks will say, uh, well, it sounds like you, you uh, when you said it, it sounds like this. Right. Or sometimes when you, the way you was talking, it came off like that. What I would tell you, like, no, what the hell I said is what you I said. It, right. No. The delivery. Damn how you take it. Yeah. Yeah. What I said was English. Right. Right. I didn't right. I didn't say Espanol, no Francais. I said what the hell I said. Right. You right. know, and, and, and you take it how you want to take it. Right. But what I said was I said, and people just don't want to just be honest with themselves, like, hey, well, we're doing it. And far too often that really starts a lot of growth and personal person development with a lot of people. I, I but to be honest with you, on my point. And, and will be you can chime in here when, when I say this sometimes the delivery does create friction 
because the tone may be a certain way and I may be thinking, well, man, you ain't got to really, you know, say it like that. I'm going to do it, but it ain't got, you ain't got to be all angry about it or whatever, even though you may not be angry. But the tone gives angry, and to be, and we may be thinking it's not really even that serious. Like I'm gonna do it, Dad, or I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the tone, the tone in the delivery, even though the message is the same, mm -hmm. regardless of how you deliver it, the message is the same. But the tone itself creates friction because now I'm, now I'm defensive because the way you didn't deliver it to me, and I've been stopped up against the wall with your friction. And you, you know what I'm saying? Just that's why when people say you can't really get this message over text, you get what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. text doesn't doesn't uh display emotions or don't give don't when you send somebody a text it doesn't really give the the emotions of how you're really feeling about the message that you're sending yeah. you get what i'm saying so am i do you feel that like that's like it may not be what he's saying but his tone may be you know what i'm saying like he may say will be why you didn't do your homework and you're like dad I, I did do my homework you know what i'm saying and it may not be because he's mad at you that you didn't do your homework or he don't think you did your homework. He may just have had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like that may be the delivery? Talk to the mic, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I think most of the I think most of it is just how like the way how he says it mm -hmm. or like how it might be. Like when it like when he like just starts yelling at me saying that I need to do this and do that. Yeah, that's that does kinda throw me off a little bit and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I do think it's mostly the tone and, the how, tone. and how he just uh, tells me and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get that. As a 13-year-old, when I was 13, too, with long, 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 long time ago. Long, long, I can't even stress how long ago this was when I was 13. Ain't that long but I could ago. get what you're saying because when I was that young, I was actually a terror. I was not as I was not as pleasant as you are as a young man. I was actually a terror. But even the delivery for me being how I was could rub me the wrong way. My mom, my grandma could say something, and I'd be like, "Man, why she why she talking to me like that? you know what I'm saying?" Like, mm -hmm. and it might not be a big deal to me, but it is. I guess it's a bigger deal enough to her to where she delivered it like that. And I may not be getting the understanding of how important it is to her that I get this done so we can move to the next thing. I think I think that's a great point, and I'll say this. Um, William's 13, my oldest son, 29. Mm -hmm. Me, with my oldest son at 13, I was a different person because a younger father, and I would work, I would be so more focused on the message than the delivery. Mm -hmm. um, I'm human, and William would say that, you know, you tested this. If I overdid something I'm wrong, I go I'm, as a man, I go back to Will. Hey, man, my fault, dog. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't, I ain't mean it that way. You know, that's straight up. You know, and, I, and that's one of the biggest things I do teach in my household. If you're wrong, hey, bro, I, you know, I ain't mean to yell at, uh, with that. Um, I know I'm definitely not what I was a couple years ago. But let me say this, too. If you still know you damn wrong. Right. My, the way I gave you that message. And I ask you, what the hell are you doing, or what the f going on? Right. You still know you were wrong. Right. Just because you didn't like how I addressed the situation does not diminish the fact you knew you were damn wrong. <laughs> and see, that's the kind of stuff you know. Me and him can sit here and rap about that because he's my youngest, and he's probably getting the best daddy possible because I'm way more seasoned from when my with with the other three boys. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, he still knows if you're wrong, you're wrong. Right. Damn how I, I came to you. Now I, you know, I'm man enough to sit here and say, "Nigga, now, now, am I wrong? Hey, 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 dog, I ain't mean to do that. My bad, or whatever this, that, and that. I'm man enough. I own it. But at the end of the day, bro, you still didn't damn do what the hell you supposed to do. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm gonna tell you, well, it doesn't change when because we always we want our children to be accountable for what they do. We want them to be responsible for their actions. My my children are in their thirties right now. Today, I text my daughter. She talks. She don't talk to her brother. And I text her. I was like, "Hey, y'all got to squash all that old bull." You know what I'm saying? Like BS. That that's not. And I said it in the tone. And I know I did. To the point she said, "Daddy, I'm sorry. You're right." I don't want to upset you. We do need to get it together. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it never, because as parents, as parents, we never want to see our children go through things we go through. So sometimes we emphasize things so hard because we know it's a better way to do it. You get what I'm saying? Yes. It's not, it's not, we're not delivering a message to you because we're mad at you. We're delivering a message because we love you. And we don't want you to do the same things or go down the same paths. As everyone else does. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think to the point, you know, down the road we're going down, I think it's a great point bringing up in regards to, like, hey, you know, when, when your message gets sent out and there's more focus from the person that's receiving it with my delivery, mm-hmm. he can be intimidated or be upset because I'm yelling, but I do have a great point, but it's lost because of the right. delivery. I, I, I say this to say that People have to understand, even as a younger person, you're not always going to be privy to get somebody giving you, you know, a smooth delivery. Mm-hmm. That's not it. I do think mm-hmm. that from a leadership standpoint, well, other side as a parent, we do want to be mindful of how we sending this information out. We all human. Right. I would advise any parent that, you know, um, to, to uh, step back for a second and chill before you address certain situations. Uh, and be mindful of that, that your message can get lost. Um, in translation. Yeah, in translation, because you so damn mad, and, and that come over. But mm-hmm. we human. Right. But that, that does, be because again, um, inherently, you know most of the time they do know what they did wrong. But it may be a situation, I didn't know, Dad. I, mm-hmm. You know, Dad, I, I thought I did it right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to happen. Right, right. right. You, if you know they know, <laughs> like you, that can make you a little bit more furious right. in regards to everything uh, uh, with doing it. So that is one thing that I would uh, tell any parent or anybody in leadership, especially with younger folks. Again, we're talking about the night show, talking about they didn't want to have personal accountability. Take a step back before you address certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be with your children, anybody you're mentoring, uh, leadership and roles at work or whatever. You need to make sure that you take some kind of time um uh, with doing it. Let me ask you a question though, dog. You young man uh with doing it and I give, you know, my two bits on it. When you when you know you're wrong, you know you didn't do something and it is addressed by somebody. Not just me, might be a teacher, coach or whatever. Are you naturally like okay, I'm going to own it? Are you kind of reserved with admitting it? What what is your feelings when when something you know you're wrong but it, it, and it's brought to you, you didn't address it on the front end. What is what is your natural reaction to it? Or it varies. Um, I say my natural reaction to it is just like, don't mind stopping about it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, most times I really just don't care. Mm. Like times, like in class and stuff, my teachers just get mad at me for daydreaming and stuff. But it's like I try to work on it. Most times, it's just I just get bored and everything, and it's just not that. I just get lost and bored, and I mean, like last year uh, in sixth grade, um, 
it was just time like when a teacher was walking around the class and everything and I was like um daydreaming she had, she had like took my notebook and showed it to the, to like the whole class and stuff cause I had like a bunch of drawings in, mm-hmm. and, and like everybody started had like they, they, everybody in my class had to start like laughing mm-hmm. and it kind of threw me off a little bit so it's kind of just I get it yeah but did you at the end of the day would, would that happen that embarrassed you got you mad but did you did, did you still say to yourself man I knew I was wrong or you just totally forgot damn I'm wrong she shouldn't have did that yeah I knew I was wrong but I think they could approach it in a different way now do you understand and that's a great point you're bringing up do you understand the whole point of it is the way people correct certain things you're not necessarily privy to this to determine it like you're saying she could have handled that in a better way which I I don't agree, disagree with you with that but you understand in life as a young person everybody's not going to solve things or handle situations the way you deem to be probably the best way that makes sense yeah. you know that's just I mean fail or unfair like it or don't like it I just want you to understand that Everybody ain't gonna handle it the way you handle it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You you uh you know, you see sometimes with police interactions, this you know, some of the most common things. And I see a lot of times police somebody wrestling with kids, sometimes the schools, mm-hmm. I seen a video, uh I think Rick posted one, you know, mm-hmm. kid back and forth with a cop, cop slandered the kid on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody in the comments, excessive force, this, that and that. Mm-hmm. Me personally, hell I don't know how the hell I wanna handle it. Right. Especially the person that dealt with kids and I think uh, you can't. I'm a firm believer. You can't um, uh, hope people gonna do right when you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody shoot you in the back. You got your hands up, get shot. That's a different thing. Right. But should you have been still? Mm. When you're in the commission of a crime, right. can you really? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm right. not trying to justify it, but I'm saying when your stuff getting corrected and stuff like that, don't put yourself in a position where you hope somebody's gonna do something the right way. When you doing something wrong, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really do it make sense what I'm saying to you. Yeah, but I don't think mine's. No, no, no. Yours wasn't there. No, no. Yours wasn't there. Wasn't there the Mac too? The way we talking about. That's right. We just speaking. <laughs> that, you know, no, no, no. I'm not, and I, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying to you in, in regards to somebody, you know, teacher showing your stuff. Nah, she shouldn't have did that. Yeah, but at the end, they say embarrassing him, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying. Is that try your best? That's any of us mm-hmm. to not put ourselves in a situation where I got to deal with this. I'm hoping this person is mature enough not to do it that way. Right. But shit, that's just my what, my hope, hope, right? Yeah. And those kind of things. And that's see, that's the human aspect of things. Uh, you know, you try to do right, and you, you you hope by you doing right, other people will do you right. But everybody's human. Everybody has a different response to everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees things differently. Whereas you may see, you know, again, you may see that Stelling was not not good. That next person may be like, still is how I get by. You get what I'm saying? Like, everybody going to just, some people will justify the reasons why they do things. Not to say it's right or wrong. It's just how we are as human beings. We are human. We have human things. We do human things. A lot of times we do things without thinking. Like when your dad say he talks to you, a lot of times we don't listen to listen we listen to respond mm-hmm. so we already on guard because when your dad says to you like like say if i work for your dad he said lee i'm like oh man what do you want now you get what i'm saying i was saying in my mind because i know how he is man and so i'm starting shifting through my mind as he's coming to me to talk to me like oh, i did that right i know i did that right 
what do you want? He couldn't want. I ain't did nothing. To you know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm defensive because now I done told myself the reason why he's coming to me and calling me is because I he I'm automatically saying I did something wrong, and that may not even be what he's calling me for. He may be saying, "Hey Lee, let me talk to you a minute," and I'm like, "Ah." Then when he gets to me, like, "Man, you did a great job today." You know what I'm saying? But we automatically think it's something wrong about to happen because somebody's, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's approaching us or wants to have a conversation with us where it may not even be necessarily anything bad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's a, that's kind of a funky spot because a lot of times that might be rooted in the person messing with you. Mm -hmm. It might be because your ass doing shit a lot of times you ain't supposed to be damn doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you kind of like, you know, call your kids, hey, what you doing? I did something, what I do? <laughs> right, right. Damn, bro, I just want to say, say, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what the hell you doing? You know, so those kind of th those kind of things happen. I know with me personally, just, um, I don't like being wrong. Mm -hmm. So I try to go out of my way to make sure that I got things in the, uh, uh, the right way. And even sometimes, you know, even just being a father, I'm, I'm responsible, you know, to some extent, you know, things with my children. Mm-hmm. Right now, William being the youngest, he's at that phase of when you become a teenager where, you know, I talk about the old, the younger they are, the more control the parent has, the, old, the, the older they got, the less control we have. Mm -hmm. He's at that point now, I can't stay, we, we had these conversations, I can't stay on you. I We're at a point now, is more of a, uh, uh, a counselor, mm -hmm. God, you know, I'm still the authority, but it's counselor as opposed to you know, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like you're three or four years old. Nas, I give you the task, and I'm gonna over, I'm gonna overlook it, but I'm not gonna stand over you no more. Right. And I'm gonna trust you to get it done. That's part you know of his personal I mean? development. Exactly. Right. And then you know, you go to that next phase where you know, young adolescence, young person. It's you, now we have expectations, and mm -hmm. if you have questions, come ask me. Right. 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 So we at that phase now. We sit here and talk like, hey, dog, look, this what I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, you had a question. If you don't know how to do it, holler at me. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, And if you don't do it, that's when we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. I always tell them, man, you want me to shut the hell up? Just do what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You want daddy to shut the hell up? I see that look he give me. You really want me to shut the hell up? He ain't even saying that to me. Do what you got to do. Right. You know? Am I right or wrong? Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying, but I always will say, dog, if you don't know, holler at me. Right. Holler at me. And that's where, uh, you know, our relationship and his maturation as a young man Got to go. And those kind of things, I think that, when, especially when I go to these schools and stuff like that, I never did any kind of uh, mentoring in the jails and stuff like that. I've seen enough videos, and I've heard enough damn people with certain things. They bring up all kind of reasons why. But that's one of the biggest things. That's why we're having this conversation because, uh, like right now, I know a lot of people are probably looking on different aspects, different mm -hmm. channels. Folks don't want to chime in because it's always some else instead of they decisions right, right? and right. you know sometimes we, we can all look back at man i was i was 13 14 20 whatever you know young yeah. you know you know why you do this why you do that you know i it ain't I no young. logical reason yeah right. i was stupid you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely so we all we all grow and mature <laughs> with doing certain things but those same things ain't expected as you get older they're, they're, right they're, eight-year-old mistakes you shouldn't be making right. at 17. Right. There are 17-year-old mistakes you shouldn't be making at 27. That's true. Or 37 or 47. So those kind of things, you know, just no, no, no. You know, so that's why I wanted to sit and have this conversation because far too often people get stuck in those kind of ruts where they're always spinning off. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest reasons why, let's let's keep it real, is because of parents. Right. 
Parents, I've, I've said it all the time, man. And I ain't finna come off like I'm damn Cliff Huxtable. I think I did all right. I think I do okay. Mm-hmm. And I ain't feel, but, 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 I, but, but I, I, I am very scared, just like any other parent, uh, if I let my kids go through stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, I get frightened just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I know my biggest fear is a grown-ass man living in my house. Not knowing what to do. Well, you know, just like all of them, you got to get the hell out of here two right. weeks after you graduate. Right. You know the rule. Right. But William getting prepped for that. Work in college. Hey, 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 work on. Work on. Hell on. Right. You know? And, 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 and again, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm so dang stuck in my ways. I wouldn't work with them, whatever. Uh-huh. But the thought process is be building yourself up to be able to lead the uh, right. nest. And the other three, yeah, uh, they ain't had no problem leaving. They're ready to go and they're mm-hmm. doing it. But with that said, people, a lot of times with parents I've seen, they don't want to let their kids go through stuff mm-hmm. because they. Afraid you know, to see them. You got parents letting their kids stay with them till they 27, 20, 25, 27 years old. You know what I mean? Well, you know, let, let, let's talk about that. We, we're having this conversation tonight about personal accountability. Guys, feel free to call in 678-740-9894. Again, the call in number 678-740-9894. Because, you know, we've had them conversations with people like, what's too old and people throw out numbers or whatever. My question has always been the same thing. If you say, listen, I think, I think you know, because I heard, we talked about this maybe a year or so ago, like, black folks, I want to put their kids out. I think it's fair, 25, 26, let mm-hmm. them move out. My question's still the same. What are you going to teach them from 18 to 25 that you can teach them from 0 to 18? Right, right. What extra are you going to teach them? Right. That's just, that, that's just my question. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I, I just don't know. A lot of times, people just scared to let them see them go through stuff. right. I remember when I was stationed in Germany, the lab, my two two and son, Debo might be listening. Debo and you saw the boast. And Debo said something stuck with me. I was probably about 19, 20 years old. And I never really thought about it. We was in a, oh, we was somewhere in Germany at one of those, uh, uh, damn, I forgot the term, but it was like, a, it was like they have a lot, a lot of little guest houses mm-hmm. where they, you know, make the homemade beer and, and, and schnapps and stuff. Yeah. But we was all just sitting there chatting. He was, you know, he was an OG. Talk to what's say? No, it's like a hotel, like a they call guest houses. Not a hotel, <laughs> but it was a you know we were just sitting there just chopping. We just being an OG talking to the young guys, and he said, "Poochie man, we were just talking about just growing up." He said, "Have you ever thought about how scared your parents was to let you leave, and then not let you leave to let you come over here to the other side of the world?" Mm-hmm. He said, "And I never ever thought about. I always would look at my ass was scared." Leaving right, the states, right, coming to right. Germany at eighteen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought about how frightening they were. They were mm-hmm. right. I never thought about that, man. And that helped me a lot in my development. Cause like when T left, went to school, I was scared. I was I was more nervous with Torian, brother than my oldest. Mm-hmm. First time doing it, I ain't give a damn what PJ or Chris be totally honest with you. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> right, right. Probably felt they were a little bit more grounded than T. Right. And everything uh, we're doing it, but I never really thought about how frightening that was. Cause I remember, you know, my granddad raised me. You know, he was old school, old right, school. Right. You know, and I, I remember always was. Yeah, and I remember when I would leave and go with a recruiter, he gave me a bell hug and squeezed me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, he ain't never hugged right, me, folks. Right. Hey, this come from? I ain't get no love you. I ain't get no this, that, and that. And I ain't get none of that shit. And he squeezing me and shaking. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, granddaddy? Right. And he was scared. Right. That's you know what right. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? He done had me since I was week old, and now you're sitting there like, he got to let me go 
to the other side, side of the world. Uh, it was scary. The world war may break out. It, it, exactly. Yeah, the war was breaking out. Right. Yeah, I had to go to Bosnia. This okay. is like, shit. This ninety five, man. Okay. Clinton, hey, Clinton was loading us up. Okay. So, I'm. You know, I I, I look at that, mm -hmm. and, and those kind of things. I think a lot of times folks don't want to to go through that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, your fear of letting your child grow up gotta be uh, uh smaller than your fear of having this damn adult. Mm -hmm. You overcorrect. You're always going to help your kids. You're right. always going to do that, you know, to the point that they want to be helped. You can't let the fear of your kids growing up making mistakes paralyze you mm -mm. to letting them go and, mm -mm. and making those mistakes and learning because, you know, when I, my, my children, I'm going to talk about my children. Mm -hmm. They got on early. You know what I'm saying? I put them through military high school, got them on, got them out, and they, they had already started making adult choices by then. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They had to already start making choices for themselves that they thought was proper for them by that time that they start that they start graduating high school. So the only thing for me to do was let them go find out because they were already making those choices. They were already doing things that I felt like were too you know were too old from like my daughter having a child. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was too soon. Mm -hmm. She didn't feel like that. So now that you have this child, now you have to make a way for you and your child. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that I put them out on the street, threw them in the street, and say get it going, but. At the same time, we've talked about this. We've made provisions for you, and you chose to do it the opposite way. So yeah. now, since you know better, you got to do better. Was that frightening to let her go through that? Even of course. Yeah. Especially with a little girl, especially uh -huh. with your daughter. You know, my daughter, you know, I have two sons and a daughter. It's always frightening for me as a man to see, to do, let my daughter do things a little bit more. Not, it's not fair, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. a little bit more than my sons, mm -hmm. but... Because it's my little girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's a middle child. So it was like, ugh. But at the same time, you have already made this choice. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Leo. Six Redbone said, great job, Will. Doing very well on camera. Better than most adults. Sorry, off subject. I will be. You say thanks? Say, just say thanks. Thank you. <laughs> just say thanks. Wait, we'll talk. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We'll, we'll talk about that off camera. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you sharing it because you know that 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 is one of them things, man. Uh, honestly, when um, we, we as parents we sit there and, and, and look at that, that is very frightening. Mm -hmm. It's very frightening. But those kind of things that I don't think people had those harsh conversations about. And and she had to make she had to have that's her she has to account for that. Mm -hmm. She had to she has to own up to her responsibility. And uh, be accountable for her actions that she chose to do. Yeah. It's still on the lines of accountability. We may be talking about children and growing up and being parents, but all these things, all these things are accountability issues. Because yeah. being a parent and raising your children, you are you always child your child or your children. You always have accountability issues, not for just the children, but for yourself as the parent. And you mm -hmm. always are questioning. Did I do that right? Did I say that right? Yeah, maybe I. You know what I'm saying? You always because you're always trying to grab them down the right path. But yeah. once they get to a certain age, they gonna they may take that fork in the road. Even though you you guide them straight, they may like man, daddy got me on this on this straight and narrow path. I want to see what this fork do in turn. It, it was a culture shock for me with my oldest son, whereas I felt like I and that taught me a lot for the other three. Like I feel like okay, I got you on this pathway. And then you bring up, like, I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yes. Shit. And I done made all these sacrifices mm -hmm. and stuff. 
and now you grown? Mm-hmm. Okay, shit, we're going to have that. <laughs> but that taught me something. At the end of the day, parents, I'm just being real with you. My children, my children, all four of them, they've always been a priority of mine. Right. But my happiness comes first. Right. If anything that got to do with raising my kids conflicts with my happiness, I'm not going to do it. Right. Their well-being is my priority. I make sure my kids straight and my nephew. That's my priority. But if that shit conflicts with my happiness, it ain't going to get done. Right. And that's the thing about it because at the end of the day, this young man going to be somebody's husband, father, leader, or whatever. And when that day comes, shit, he got to be ready. Right. And his way of doing things can be the polar opposite of my opinion on some things, mm-hmm. right? Some of it may be kind of like on the same line from a fundamental standpoint. Right. Some of it, because he done grew up and become a man, it's going to be different. Right. I can't get caught up in that shit. You got to let him have Yeah, I whooped him. He may not whoop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, right, and, and right. you know, I may be a little bit more vocal. Mm-hmm. He may just, you know what I'm saying? And, and it does, it's not a right or wrong. It just hits the written, huh? No, watch out, man. Just, you know, uh, it's just how yeah. it goes. It's just being so, and I gotta be honest with you, and I have to respect when William have children, I'll be granddaddy. Right, right. Hey, what's your daddy? What's your daddy say? You gotta listen to your daddy. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, and I might say, hey, son, you know, this day he's like, pop, stay out of it. Right. My bad, son. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's just how our relationship has to go with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, people. To me, overstep stuff even with their children, and they'll do that because it may be shortcoming. Now, your child may be totally damn off, you know, whatever. And I could get it, but at the end of the day, that's still how they are doing certain things. Right. You can just voice your opinion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, they still, especially, mm-hmm. especially if you taking care of them. Especially. You know, you, you have people. But if they out there doing their own thing, what can they say? Mm-hmm. I said that, I, I was talking about that a couple weeks ago. My two older boys on their own. Mm-hmm. Shit, don't call me for no money. Right. <laughs> right. What I look like telling them what to do. Right, right. I might not like some stuff. Right. But they grown. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, when you grown, you grown. You got to do grown so stuff. So when you start talking, da, 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 I got I got I do what I got I work. Okay, cool. Right. But when you come back to the OG, <laughs> shit, I thought you were grown, man. You grown, I, 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 hey, you know. <laughs> I ain't going to rub it in your face, but we're going to hey, understand how you checked me before. Right, and right. Everything. But we got to understand that that's what we're going back to that whole thing of uh, accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Let me ask you a question, bro. So, do you, how do you feel about, you know, just say, you know, with rule following and things like that, do you feel like there are too many rules? You'd be like, okay, I kind of understand. I respect how things go. How, how do you feel about rules? See, I respect it, but um, see, um, I re- I will respect it, but I think with rules, I think some things can be out of line or can be exaggerated or um, I'm trying to think of a word um, too much or mm-hmm. it's just not necessary. Yeah, not necessary and stuff. Do you think some rules don't need to be rules because they're kind of self-explanatory? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Give me an example. At school, they said that we got to put our... Um, they said that we got to put our phones in our lockers and everything. Mm. And then with girls, they got to put their purses in their locker too and everything. Mm. And people didn't like that because, you know, that they need that, you know, 
For me, I like it just for protection mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause if I need to call somebody, I could just do it right here on my phone. Mm-hmm. But it's in a locker, and so then you gotta call, you gotta ask people to go to your locker just to do that. Yeah. Just, do you yeah. do you get why they say that though? Yeah. Because because it, it may be a safety issue for you, but for other people, because we talked about this earlier, people do things differently as humans. It may for other people it may be great to just have their phone to play on them while they in class. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Play games, be on social media, doing things that they're not supposed to do when they're in class to pay attention to get that lesson that needs to be got. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. A lot of times, a lot of times we we give rules, and you can chime in on here, Pucci. Mm-hmm. Let me let me, we give rules not because we want to hurt you, because we want to make sure for one you get what needs to be gotten so you can learn or to to protect you. You can't have rules to protect you as well. Like, some things are self-explanatory, but it's still going to be a rule. Like, you know not to walk in the middle of traffic, but it's still going to be like, hey, don't walk in the street. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of things are created for the simple reason that they have been a problem. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we was at that, uh, the school, the high school, we say at least four or five times, the young men, we talking, hey, man, put your damn phone up. We talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of things were done. Uh, folks will be texting, looking at different stuff. So a lot of things are in place, not necessarily to be overbearing. It's because trial and error, when people, sometimes people give you certain freedoms, people misuse them. Mm-hmm. And you can be totally disciplined and don't do that, but there's other people, that, you know, they couldn't. One bad That's, apple spoils the bunch. Exactly. That's why in a lot of work settings, they, they it's restricted what you can go on on the internet. On, on, the, on, the, on the work And, and these are people... 40, 50, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. They can't go on social because the, the job the job internet won't let them because why? People abuse it. Right. They're on Facebook. They're on Pornhub. They're on Instagram. Well, they're exactly. supposed to be at work. <laughs> right? So that's why it's restricted because people have done certain things, whatever. So that's not a, a youth thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff in place for a lot of people. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why you got to sit and do it. That's why. Like the jobs. Huh? Like the jobs. Damn, now all jobs like all that. All jobs like that. Yeah, My they, job yeah, like yeah. that, I can't go, it's a blocked. Yeah, like, so when they try to go put it in the computer and mm-hmm. go on something else, it'll stop it. Mm-hmm. Because people will sit there, it's restricted with doing it. And it gives, and, and certain websites give you viruses. Yeah. On, on, then they'd be on the whole network, yeah. and they got to shut the whole network down. Then they got to, you know what I'm saying, then we all can't do no work because one person wanted to do the wrong thing with the freedom that they had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't count on that. That's why even when you go in certain places, uh, <clears throat> phone access is restricted because they may have little blockers in place to restrict certain things. So it's not a kid thing. A lot of times people, because of that, they, they, a lot of those things are put in place because people have misused or done certain things they shouldn't be doing uh, to create those rules, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things, man, in the perfect world, you expect people to be super courteous, right? But that's why, it's, that's why you got four-way stop signs because everybody going to let the, the first person get that, right? <laughs> so those kind of things in place... Uh, for that, that makes sense, and that's why we have rules. Rules, rules. In, in, in essence, some may be overstepping, but the main reason one one thing with rules is just to keep order, right? And everybody can't handle order. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And without order, we have what we have chaos, anarchy. Yeah. And I was anarchy when I was 13. <clears throat> I was. I'm telling you this because I want you to understand how things <clears throat> can change. I was pure. I'm speaking from experience, so that's why I'm telling you. I was pure anarchy. I was on the side of anarchy when I was a child. I'm just, I'm not going, I'm not going to sauce over it. I'm not going, I was pure anarchy. When you saw me coming, you saw trouble. 
It was something happened. Not fighting or anything or stealing. I didn't do any of that stealing or nothing. No, uh-uh. It was just me being so, I was so just not listening. I, I don't know if what, I don't know what to call it. And I'm not trying to give you bad ideas. This is a, these are bad ideas, I'm telling you. Bad, bad, bad. But. Blab, blab, blab. Right. <laughs> I was terror. I was a terror. I was like. I rode some. I, I was riding the kids. I'm gonna give you one good example. I was riding the kids' bike in my neighborhood, and I was riding it. And I had given them like five dollars to ride, and I was like, "Let me ride your bike to the store." Rode the bike to the store, and I rode around. I didn't see him, so I tried to give it back to him. So I rode around. So then he got Huffy and Puffy with me. Oh, give my bike back! You been riding my bike all day. So I lifted up the sewer uh, lid and put the bike in the sewer, closed the lid, and walked away. <laughs> There's ways to open the sewer when you really want to do something. Oh and I put the whole bike down the sewer. That's yes. creative. <laughs> okay. that's, a, that's a description. <laughs> One time, um, somebody in a different team had swung on the officer in the hallway and mm -hmm. stuff. Because I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, yeah, it was like spirit week and everything. Mm -hmm. It was spirit week. Mm -hmm. And people were just wearing whatever clothing and stuff. And like when the principal St. Dr. Brown was just walking down the hallway telling everybody everybody that they need to go to their closet mm -hmm. and change clothing. And I guess somebody in the other team had got mad and they just swung at the officer and they had to like put her in handcuffs and like drag her down the hallway and everything. Mm. Yeah. Do you think kids in your school have a lot of stress? Do you think school's stressful? It Do is. you think school's stressful? It is. It From is. a child's standpoint, is it stressful? It's horrible to me. So is it stressful because you got a, because you got police there all the time, or because the teachers are a certain way, and the kids? Is it because you have so many elements that can add to your making your day bad? I could say just waking up in the morning and stuff, and just going to school. I, I actually no, I think most of it is just me waking up in the morning tired and stuff. Mm -hmm. They ain't got to go to school. Then you, then my class, my class is very annoying. Like they're like. Most times we get in trouble is because of one or two people right. talking too much and then stuff. Then the whole class be in trouble. Yeah, my classmate, he was he got like he has like ISS for like a whole week and stuff, mm -hmm. like a whole week because he kept going to the library and he kept missing ISS and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, Rika asks, how do you feel about uh, police being in your school, will you? Mm -hmm. uh, ooh, how do I feel about? I mean, I don't know. See, there was a, I think it was like a police officer in elementary school, but they didn't really do anything. Mm. But, see, I didn't know what they could really do until this year, until, like, one of the officers had started, like, cuffing people up. Not cuffing people up, but, like, dragging them down the hallway mm -hmm. and stuff. Because, like, a couple of days ago in the cafeteria, it was a sixth grade. It was, like, in the morning. And I guess they were just starting stuff one people in my class. Right. So when it came to, like, a to lunch and everything everybody was at the vending machines and stuff mm -hmm. and like the sixth grader was walking down to them and stuff and one of the girls on the dance he was about to fight fight the girl and stuff but they couldn't fight it unless she was gonna get kicked out kicked off the team and everything so we sat at the lunchroom and st uh, we was sitting at the t i was sitting at the table and the people that was gonna fight the girl had who, who was in my class had set back down and so then the girl had came to two our tables and stuff, when my classmates had got up and stuff, and they was gonna fight the girl. 
And then the officer had came in from behind and just, um, I don't know how you say it. It's like. Yoked up? Yeah. Grabbed it, choked up? With, with, you know when they put their arms, their arms behind their back? yoked up. But they don't like actually cuff them. They mm-hmm. just, yeah, they did that and everything. When stuff like that, let me ask you a question, Will you? When stuff like that happens, and just so you might see one of your peers, might be a friend of yours, a classmate, however it is, do you feel like when they do stuff like that, do you think that they really understand? Because I'm assuming everybody 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, right? Do you think they really understand the consequences of the behavior they're taking or they just not thinking? What do you think? I think they know the consequences. The consequences. I can't say Consequences. Consequences. Uh-huh. I think when it comes to like a moment, they don't think about it. In the moment. Yeah, in the moment. And, and, and that usually come with maturity. A lot of times we, we actually understand consequences the older we get. And the reason why I ask you that, William, is because uh, I'm pretty sure that you you know, you know you do things or whatever, but when you have a, a when you might just say want to talk out or do certain things, what holds you back? Again, the night show we're talking about, does anyone have personal accountability? When you just say, say if you say, okay, I, I might want to act a fool in class, just, just, we're just talking. What stops you from acting a fool? Ooh, I don't know. Just because, I don't know. Sometimes you I You got nothing to do with me? Sometimes I just don't want to be loud. Like, in school? Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes I just don't want to be like that one annoying person or just being loud. Like, sometimes there are things that really get me mad and stuff, and I do tell a person to shut up and be quiet and stuff mm-hmm. in my class because they really do be getting on my nerves and everything. But most times I try to stay quiet and not get into, like, dumb stuff. Like, um, one time, uh, I think it was, I think it's, like, I think it's yesterday or, or like, um, Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, the same girl who got, like, took up by the officer mm-hmm. in my class, she had, like, a pocket knife and stuff. And it's, and she did this last year. Mm-hmm. And so, because one, cla- one of my classmates was looking at her bag. Pretty busy young lady, I see. <laughs> right. And they saw a pocket knife in her in her back and everything. He's, and he was like, is that a pocket knife? And she got it to, to the office. And I, and I oh, and then, like, this time, uh, one of the girls in my, uh, one of the, um, I guess one of the students in, um, in the second period or whatever, have found a pocket knife again in the desk. And everything, and people, someone like, oh, she prepared and everything. But do you understand the whole point of it is just how something? Because theoretically, we this is what I want you and I want young people, people all together. Uh, you don't have to be bad to get in trouble. You don't have to be bad to get in jail. It's people in jail or or got in trouble because they made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, one of the biggest things we start talking about, then we have personal accountability understanding that your intent might not be to hurt or kill somebody or lose your job because the result can be different. Mm-hmm. I might just want to get stuff off my chest to go talk to my supervisor. Now, understanding that, that they took that away and they wrote me off and now I lost my job. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't pay my car note. I can't pay my mortgage. My child got medication and stuff like that. Right. The result and the consequences may not be thought of. And so that's very important. The younger that you can understand that that there's a that can be a, a, the reaction or the cause by certain decisions. Even if your intent is not to be, let me get them back, let me get them off my chest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we got really, really think, and that go for all of us. That go for all of us. And I shared that story one time, and I shared when I was a 
I was at my Riverdale. I was going to my Riverdale office, get ready to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, decent contract. And I was at that Dollar General, parked my car, back, I was backed in. Guy had his truck. He whipped in. It was raining real bad. Mm-hmm. But he, when he was driving, I swore he even hit my car. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting in my car, and I'm honking the horn. He got out. Now, the truck, I ain't tripping. The truck about to fall apart. It chitty, mm-hmm. chitty, bang, bang. He get out. Mother did stand in there, you know. Uh, uh, I'm going to go hit your damn car. Mm-hmm. Stupid ass, po- stupid poochie. Mm-hmm. Wrote him when I butted my bad, man. I, you know, again, because I'm already mad he got out. Because, hey, man, my bad. I, you know, I thought he hit my car. I ain't about to hit your car. I had to stop and think. Because at some point, he could have might have pulled a pistol. Mm-hmm. He could have just said something bad to me. I could have said something bad to him. You know how I could have escalated. Right. I don't know what on that man. I, mean, I do. I don't know what's on that man's mind. I don't know how he'll snap or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I do know, I got some money waiting for me at my office. Right. What the hell I look like arguing with this dude? Right. I mean, his shit about to follow. And I'm not tripping by this truck. Right. But I got more important fish to fry. Right. Yeah. Like the with him in the Yeah, and why would Exactly. Right. And that's why I say sometimes knowing your triggers, don't put yourself in certain situations. Your intent with somebody, with thing, and it happens a lot. People get killed over minor arguments and mm-hmm. stuff like that because they just can't turn the other way. Man, got time for this shit. And that's one of the ultimate signs of maturity when you can walk away. When you don't pay attention to some people, because you know we talk, you know, as a, what you go through as a young man and what I go through as a man, all this stuff it may be different degrees, but we gotta understand that we can determine how much of an impact we let son go on. I ain't like that dude speaking like that to me, but I got money to make. I ain't got time for that shit because everybody would say the same thing. If that man would have just say that man would have shot me out there in the parking lot mm-hmm. or whatever, what everybody would say? What the hell put you arguing with the dude out there in the parking right, lot right. for? Not. Man, he bought that poochie. Right, right. He bought that poochie. Why the everybody gonna say the same damn thing? What, what the hell is poochie? Get arguing with somebody in the damn Dollar General parking lot. That's what everybody gonna say, right? There mm-hmm. is no other way around that, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna be stuck on that. I know I gotta take care of you, your brothers, and all that shit. Why the hell am I arguing with somebody at Dollar General? Right. Right? Now I know he bought that. I know he said something out of pocket to me. But I'm I'm the one that's in control of that. And like I said, that's one of the biggest signs of, of anybody for their maturation. You got to know, look, man, look, I got more important stuff to do. We got to know how to turn the other cheek, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let me say one thing. LaChana, uh-huh. she says, I agree. I agree to keep order just like policies are created to protect us on the jobs. Follow rules, policies. You will have, you will need, you will need to have to, Oh, you will not need to have. You will not need to second guess yourself. Yeah. To follow rules and policy, you will not need to second guess yourself. So that's what Lachan says. Cool. Appreciate Chan. But um, can I say something too? Uh, so um, I had this experience last year, my sixth grade year. This one time, I was in a bathroom because I needed to use it. So when I was in a bathroom, most of the people in my class were like knocking and kicking this dude who's in who's using one of the stalls. So when he got out, I was like almost like close to the door and stuff. When he got out, he was all mad and stuff, huffing and puffing. And all the people in my class was like pointing at me saying, I did it. But I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> right, all right. All I did was to, to use the restroom. Right. So when I, so he started walking towards me. I started hurriedly like trying to get out the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He pulls my hoodie. Everybody's like, 
getting mad. I was trying to be loud, so I'm trying to make me fight the guy and stuff. But I felt like fighting him because no. all of them was I needed to use the restroom. I was right. trying to do all of that. Right. But then I didn't want to fight him, so I was yelling at him. So I didn't even do nothing. Kim just get off my hoodie and mm-hmm. stuff. That's why it happened. But that really just messed with me that right. whole year. Yeah. I'm gonna give you an example when I was in school. Now we talked about how how much of a terror I was, but I, in school I was not a terror. I because I knew the difference. I knew better. I knew. I'm gonna give you when I went to. I went to summer school when I was young because in Chicago at that time, a long, 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 long time ago, mm-hmm. summer school was free in Chicago. So I went to summer school, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I say it all the time, I went to summer school to eat. You know, you get breakfast and lunch at summer school, 8 to 12. You go to school 8 to 12, you know, you get breakfast. So, but once I learned that, once I started going to class and I learned that I was getting credits for those classes that I was taking, and I was, I was signing up for like math and reading, uh, stuff like that, history, just so I could be in the class, just so I could be in summer school. And I was doing this every year. Every summer, I would do this, 8 to 12, 8 to 12, 8 to 12, every summer. And once I learned that I was going in there and I was getting credit, see, my intention wasn't my intention wasn't to go to school and get credits. <laughs> my intention was to go to school to eat. What is the credit? That's like, uh, you know, you're getting uh, credit for the course, for the class. So, like, when school started back that year, I didn't necessarily have to take that class because I already took it through summer school. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, but then I had so many credits after a certain amount of time that I graduated high school early. So, but once I learned that, that's when I said, okay, let me go ahead and do this and and, and do it right and take accountability for it. But that wasn't my intent. Like your dad was saying, your intent may not to be to hurt someone, but that wasn't my intent initially to go to school to get credits. I was just going to school to eat because lunch was free and all I had to do was sign up for it. Breakfast was free, donut and milk, and your lunch. That's mm-hmm. all I was going to school for. And most of the time it was pizza. So I love uh, elementary high school and elementary school pizza. So if I'm getting that free all summer, why not? So mm-hmm. I was doing that all summer until I, you know, and I still did it, but I had did it with intent now. My intent was to get these credits because I know I'm seeing how much better I'm doing once I do that. You yeah. get what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. And I never messed up in school. Like when I went, to, when I went, once I crossed over the threshold of the school building, mm-hmm. my whole demeanor changed. I listened to the teachers. I I did what I was supposed to do. I didn't fight in class. I mean, my hope. But once I stepped on the threshold back outside, trouble has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. We got what the D Gill says. Mess on the way to progress. Uh, I believe in the okay. I believe in the name of Christ. Yo, okay. I don't know that we're talking about the show, but uh, I do want to say one quick thing what, 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 to add to your point. Like you said, that mess with you. A lot of times when we avoid conflict, like I'm sharing this story with you, this shit about five or six years ago. I'm just listen. This one about to say that still bothers me that I avoided that because I got a temple. Mm-hmm. I'm a man, you know what I'm saying. But so so I, I just want to say that to you. But at the end of the day. The, the most important thing, you was able to be a bigger man, being able to avoid conflict, because you don't know how stuff going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how what would have happened if I sat down and argued with that dude. That doesn't mean that don't bother me to this day. You see I'm damn talking about, I can remember this shit vividly. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So that, that does happen. Just because we do, it does not mean, I say this to say, doing the right thing is not going to impact you in a way that it hurts you or bothers you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being the bigger man, Sometimes you know, it, you know, you know, it, it will 
steam. Like, damn, man, that shit bothered me the whole year and everything yeah. like that, you know, and everything. But I, I'm saying, saying years later, that shit, you know, uh, we're doing it. But sometimes that's just part of being and doing uh, doing certain things because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you don't want to damage certain things, i.e. you meet in certain trouble, getting re- reputation or whatever we're doing and stuff like that. But then sometimes you have to address certain things. But as you get older, as we all get older and get more mature, we understand, like, look here, let me just try to, especially you can see the onset, you know, and I understand what you're saying. I was trying to get out of this, that, and that, but you look with the onset of it, let me just avoid this before yeah. it stops. And, that, and I think that's one of the biggest ways we start looking at personal accountability. We about to say something, brother? Oh, so, okay. Oh. So after all of that stuff would happen in the bathroom, I was outside, and I'm not going to lie, I was crying a little bit because that kind of hurt my feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was outside, the teacher comes out. Um, my science teacher, she was like, "Why you outside crying?" I'm like, "Because." And I told her everything. She's like, "Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were asleep in class and everything." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Ma'am, you really just went outside and told me that I went to sleep? <laughs> that that messed with me. That still messed with me." And she was really mean. Do you think teachers, and this is just your opinion, do you think teachers have any compassion for the children, for the for the teachers that for the because when I was growing up, teachers had seemed to have a little bit of compassion. It's, and we've talked to many children on this, on here, and it seems like the teachers just don't have the compassion that they used to have. It because there's so many kids, so many different personalities they have to deal with on a daily basis, or what? I mean, in your opinion, in your opinion, not that you're saying it for, for word for word, in your opinion, because you've had said where two teachers have kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um... I could say I have more better teachers in my elementary school year mm-hmm. than I have in middle school because last year was really rough mm-hmm. and stuff. Because most of the teachers, they didn't seem like, uh, for what can I say in my view? My yes, your opinion. Okay. Your opinion. So, like, in ELA, math and stuff, I felt like my teachers didn't really just didn't care. I was just there and stuff. And, like, I knew they was trying to, like, not make me feel like class and school and stuff. But it still felt like, see me, why don't I explain it? Um, it just felt like they, um, I was just there. No, okay, I, I, I'm you sorry. You just fell in the seat. Yeah, I'm just there just to get, for get me, credit for you being in class. Yeah, I, yeah. see me, like, I know they had, like, quotas. I'm trying to think. They did have compassion for me not failing class mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, most of my teachers, they wanted me to, like, past school and stuff and everything because in fifth grade it was like oh you could sleep in class and stuff mm-hmm. they ain't gonna do nothing about it they just gonna mm-hmm. let you sleep as soon as i got in middle school every single day the teacher was getting mad at me yelling at me saying i was going to sleep and stuff but i'm like in fifth grade he was like you don't they don't be doing nothing they don't do stuff and i was like well, okay it's a transition it's a transition from middle to from from elementary school to middle school that you were having the trouble with last year yeah, that's a big transition. So what about this year? I'm a lot better. I have friends now, so that's good. So, but do you feel like the teachers are better now that you kind of adjusted? Yeah, a lot better. Okay. I think well, I just got good teachers. Well, also, too, though, we, uh, your viewpoint, when you look back at it, when you turn 14, 15, 16, even older, you might like, well, maybe you, you may adjust with that because, again, you may know a couple more things like, man... They did have a lot of crazy kids to deal with. Man, oh, yeah. they may have, you know, just saying. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I meant to say that, too. Like, last year, last oh, my God. Last year, we had a lot of fights in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. 
Once it was just fly and stuff. We was at lunch. The dude had uh, not jump. Uh, what's that word again? When you like, when a person not looking and you just Still hit on. them. He stole on. Yeah, something like that. But it's never sucker punched him. Um, they um, I got the word called. But the dude well, had coming up with called. He got stole on. Yeah, so yeah, he got stone on his stuff. So he was looking, he was just eating, he was by himself. The dude, like, he was like, ooh, this person named Cardell, he was like, oh, sorry, oops, sorry, too bad. Um, he was, he was, so the dude, the boy was sitting right there on the table, and he had like, he wasn't, he, he didn't know he was right there. And he just, boom, hit him in the back of the head and stuff. And they started fighting real bad. Like, they moved the whole table and stuff. Mm -hmm. And teachers trying to break it up. It was real bad. Like, sixth grade was a lot worse. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fight, sixth grade. Listen, man. So, I do want to say this. You know, we're going to get ready to wrap everything up, man. been a great conversation uh, with everything. Again, I like talking to him better than I like talking to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's my dog. I like. Hey, we we a very very bright person. I do right. want to say something, brother. I appreciate you joining the conversation tonight. That's right. Super proud of it right See here. See how right you were nerd for no reason. Hey, you no, know, you did an outstanding job outstanding. and everything. And um, but I do in, in part in closing with, with with the show. I hope we had a good conversation in regards to everybody being you know young people, adults, uh, uh the like. In regards to just having personal accountability, because I do think it's a trait that a lot of people don't have. They, mm -hmm. you know, can start off with the youth and you know, spring off into adulthood, and you see some of the results of it. You know, definitely in our in our community, that that uh, has been one of the main you know results. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people not having personal accountability, and a lot of people not helping to try to instill personal accountability in their children. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I know it's a lot of parents out here teach their kids the right thing to do and the kids going to still do what the hell they want to do. Right. Trust me, I know that. But I do think avoiding a lot of stuff does cause conflict too. So, listen guys, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Brother, again, I appreciate you coming on the show adding to the conversation. First time, and I definitely know it ain't going to be the last because you got a little comfortable with it. I know you had a good time on the mic. That's right. But definitely, guys, Make sure you go to uh, Change the Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton, on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got another show before the end of the year and everything where we'll talk about our next show. This is our annual goal-setting show where I break down exactly, you know, going in 2024, how to set the goals, how to set your goals for 2024, how to set them, how to uh, attain them, track them and everything, and to make sure that you have the best 2024 possible. Listen, guys, from the bottom of my heart, I, I want to say thanks again. Take care of yourself, be safe, and I will talk with you soon.